Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to TMZ Live. Harvey Levin here. Charles here. So, um... You know, back in the day, I'm talking like two years ago, but that's what we say, um, when Oprah interviewed Harry and Meghan, and Harry and Meghan said there were two royals, or it was unclear whether she was talking one or two, but we now know two, um, that asked while uh, Meghan was pregnant with Archie, what color skin would Archie how come out? Dark how was dark the would the child he be? going to be? So that was Which, a jaw-dropping moment, right, for Oprah, mm-hmm. right? Sure, because uh, because Oprah received it, I think, the way the entire audience received it, that at least Harry and Meghan experienced that conversation as racism within the royal family. And it has set off this debate about who were the people who said this, made this racist comment to Harry and Meghan. So, I know Harry and Meghan have tried to walk that back and say it wasn't necessarily racism, it was just an uncomfortable uh, conversation. I think they're now calling it unconscious bias. Yeah, well, the insinuation was pretty obvious. So, right. um, so you know there's a book out called Endgame about the royal family. There was a Dutch version in translation that was sold, um, th- that, that was in Dutch, that um, yeah. somehow disclosed these two people. And obviously, you know, the, the, the author's coming out and saying, well, I don't know how that this happened, is a, which an is absolute baffling. mystery. I don't get it how the Dutch version has the two names, which you're about to hear, but the English version does not have the names. Doesn't make and sense. The author's explanation for why this happened makes no sense. Zero. But last night, uh, Piers Morgan was the first person to actually say the names. Now, we'll get into why it took several days for anyone to say the names, but here they are. I'm going to tell you the names of the two senior royals who are named in that Dutch version of the book. Because frankly, if Dutch people wandering into a bookshop can pick it up and see these names, then you, British people here, who actually pay for the British royal family, you're entitled to know too. The royals who are named in this book are King Charles and Catherine, Princess of Wales. Wow. A lot of people thought it would be Charles and William. Right. So we didn't know it was Kate, but he's saying... Now, the weird thing about this is, you know, aside from the fact that what the author says makes no sense, if this was translated, how did those names magically appear in the translation? Right, you're translating it from English, and the names King Charles and Kate Middleton are not in there, but then suddenly they're in the Dutch. Someone's really bad at translating. Now, here's the other part of it. It sounds like... Everybody was scared there to mention the names. In the UK. And I guess in the UK I get it because there are the laws about suing and everything else with the royal family, they're a little bit different. But this is a worldwide story, and I'm kind of kicking myself. Charles, why didn't we get the why Dutch version? Why didn't we get the Dutch version <laughs> and translate it? Although, yeah. I, I don't know how, we far, we'd have, found I don't know how far we'd have to skim through it before we saw the names, because yeah, we don't have to translate a, that. You'd be able to read it. We, you'd be able to read that. I, I, it is... Um, it is puzzling, but 
I think the reason that it took so many days for people in the UK to talk about it is exactly why the author, Omid Scobie, is like, I had nothing to do with it. I don't know how it ended up in the book, but it could, I don't know. His story doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't to me. And you gotta imagine, and, and you know, unsurprisingly, that Buckingham Palace reportedly is super upset about this, considering <laughs> all options, which of course means legal threat, like you guys just kind of mentioned there, but it, it really comes down to this translation, or was the, the translator just trying to stir the pot, and maybe the version that went out there wasn't supposed to be the final version, and it was an inside joke, you know, you just, you have no idea, and it'll be interesting to see kind of where the breakdown was, or if the author's lying. I mean, at the very least, the Dutch publisher has to, they've got to either fall on the sword, or name. How do they fall on the sword? They're just buying the book that was already written. Oh, we, by the way, we added Charles and Kate. We no. thought it needed a little, <laughs> little punch up. So we just threw in a couple of names. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we'll put Charles and Kate in. Hi, my name is Alexandria Armstrong. I am coming in from Warner Robins, Georgia. My take on this is, you know, Hulu just did a special on Stamp from the Beginning with Pierce Morgan saying that he doesn't believe anything that's going on. I mean, we haven't been believed as black women from the beginning, that that's something I've dealt with in my life. I'm pretty sure that's something that my daughter will deal with. I understand that this is a big scandal for um, the, the whole royal family. This is something that I would want as a, in, in our family is that we keep this under wraps. We keep this in the family. So hopefully they can figure this out. Hopefully um, they can really truly start to heal. And this can be something that can actually be something they can learn from and move forward. Yeah, can, real They're quickly, we, 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 we got to move on. You really think they can move forward at this point and have any relationship, Harry and Meghan, with the rest of them? Really? I mean, we could, we could, we could definitely pray about it. You know, <laughs> prayer warriors on the line say anything is possible. But I mean, of course, this is going to hit home. This is going to hit hard for Megan and Harry and for everyone, and definitely hit home for me. Just to even hear Pierce Morgan say something like that—that that he's it's unbelievable. It's not unbelievable. This is this is happening to everyone. Well, like now, that. now we understand why, if it is true, why Harry and William are not talking to each other at all, right? Because if, if, if it is true, yeah. then you would get I, why I, Harry... I totally agree with that. Okay, we got to move on. Yes, uh, actually, we're going to stay in London, though, because uh, as we speak, Beyonce's Renaissance film is having its London premiere, and um, certain, someone, certain someone has showed up, and that is Taylor Swift. Uh, she walked into the premiere just a few moments ago, uh, big event, obviously, for Beyonce, and Taylor showing up sort of supports exactly what um, Beyonce did for Taylor when she had the premiere of the Eras Tour in Los film Angeles. here in L.A. And so, look, I mean, she was with Travis Kelsey um, for the last couple of days. Um, but Boarded she that private jet? Boarded that private jet, which, by the way, looks like a commercial airliner. It's so big. Yeah, Daily Mail got a shot of it uh, as, look it at was, that. as they were uh, about to pull away in the, it's not commercial airliner size. Come on, well, man. Well, it's it's um, like United Express commercial. Like a seven oh seven. No, no, no. No, it's 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 a it's not that exactly. Big. It's but like a point being, she um, left Kansas City, um, where she is with her boyfriend, and she is now in London, and, and you knew this was going to happen because you know Beyonce made such a point of being at, at Taylor's show. Yeah. 
Taylor Swift showed up, you guys, in a beautiful silver gown. She looks absolutely stunning. The, the thing is, though, she's so low. You know, she went to go support her girl without her boyfriend, uh, Travis. He has a job. <laughs> I need to keep reminding people of this. I He's am very well aware that he has a job. Her around the world. Gosh. Okay, well, some boyfriends do. So anyway, <laughs> Taylor Swift, she she showed up for her girl, Beyonce, and it's going to be really exciting to see the photos of what they're wearing because, uh, like, you know, we mentioned um, Beyonce showed up to her premiere in L.A. So this is going to be exciting, and it's happening right now, so we're going to have more photos and videos By the way, in. so the night before, something interesting happened. Um, uh, last night, Beyonce and Jay-Z were out on the town, and they had a, a dinner <laughs> with Tom Cruise and Henry Cavill. Hmm. Um, I'm not sure if Tom and Henry are gonna show up at the premiere uh, that's going on right now, but um, they were talking about something. And then the other interesting thing that happened aside from that dinner uh, is the fact that Beyonce posted a lot of photos showing off her still oh, yeah. platinum blonde locks, which started a whole controversy last weekend. This was the shot of her from the LA premiere of Renaissance and everyone thought that her skin was lighter, and there were all these comments about it, and then Tina Knowles went off on everybody, said, how dare you? Um, but Beyonce clearly doesn't, she's not running from this, and a lot of people, a lot of people uh, in the Beehive think that she posted these photos as a response to all the criticism, because the photos of her last night out in London, because she also posted some close-up shots. She still has the blonde hair, but she posted close-up shots of her skin, which, to be honest, looks, it looks closer to closer to what we normally see. Charles, I think what you were getting at is last night she was wearing all white, meaning she's not actually addressing with her words, she's addressing with what she's wearing, meaning right. like she's she knows how to shut a crowd up. So I'm I'm apologize. I conf I'm a little bit confused. Mm -hmm. So she's putting pictures up of herself last night to show including what? Including close-ups to show I don't know. Look, I know. I, 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 because she hasn't. I'm said not baiting anything. you. I'm really. No, asking. I know. I, I look. Tina is the one who went off on everybody, and Beyonce hasn't said anything. And some of her fans think that the reason she posted these photos from last night, as Nikki said, she's wearing all white, still has the blonde hair, close-up shots to show. Look, my skin is brown. So stop all this nonsense. But can that's how they're reading it. I get it. But and and I understand Tina was upset and all, but. The, the people I know you're, you want to say, yes, her skin is brown, but the shots of her at the L.A. premiere... Didn't look the same. No, they don't. And, 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 and that's Tina's the, point is, stop talking about it. Who cares? That's Tina's point. But Beyonce herself but, raised but, that issue but, in 2009 or with listen, the L'Oreal. you want to keep barking up this tree, go ahead, but I'm out. I just don't understand it. My name is Bennett. I ain't in it. Hi, I'm Leslie Mota and I'm from Texas. And I think sometimes we fail to realize that some of these lights, production lights are gonna whitewash us. And you know, you don't see anybody that's dyeing their hair blue being tr uh, called or trying to be a smurf, but I think <laughs> clap back, you know, with the pictures that she posted are subliminal tweets, you know, telling the world, you know, hey, this is me, you're calling me this, I'm gonna dress up, but I still am the person that I am. Look at my color. And she looked beautiful in both pictures. And, you know, it's that people are always going to talk regardless. And sometimes, you know, a wise man once said nothing. And she's probably not breathing air, but she's showing with her pictures, you know, mm -hmm. the stunning woman that she still is. A wise man sure. once said nothing.
Well, the conflict in Israel has reached a, a new stage here, uh, one that I, I think, obviously, for obvious reasons, a lot of people want to celebrate, the fact that hostages are now actually being released. Over 80 at last count, although there are some more that are scheduled to be released. And the next stage is, like I said, one, people want to celebrate the fact that they have been released, but now comes the hard part for the hostages themselves. And there's um, two stories being told here. There's what you're seeing when they're actually, officials are talking about the hostages. They are physically, they're okay. And they seem to be okay from the video that we've seen so far. But there's a lot more going on behind the scenes with, um, with these people who survived this horrible ordeal. What they're going through right now, and what they're going to be going through in the months and even years ahead. Uh, and that is recovering from what they went through, the things that we didn't see. Uh, joining us right now to talk about that process and what it will be like for them uh, is Dr. Drew Pinsky. Uh, we've had him on before. Always great to have Dr. Drew with us to talk about these things. Uh, Dr. Drew, welcome back to Team Z Live. Gentlemen, thank you so much for having me. So Dr. Drew, um, I saw an interview with a relative, I think the, the aunt, of uh, one of the little girls who was released. Um, mm -hmm. And look, her parents were murdered. She is four years old. Um, she, I, I, maybe she's even a little bit younger. Um, and, you know, they said she was not particularly, you know, she, she wasn't talking about the experience as much. So, you know, it, it, it's bottled up, I guess. How does right. anybody, how does, how does a therapist open that door? How does a parent open the door so the child can vent? Or is it a good idea for the child to vent all at once? I, when I was watching it, I thought, God, if I was that child's parent, I would be lost right now. Yeah, and, and I wish I had some sort of prescriptive advice that was universal, but unfortunately, that's just not the case. When children, look, the fact that we have these violent conflicts and don't think about the profound effect that all of this has on developing brains, the intensity of these moments, the losses and grief that these kids are subjected to, the chronicity of some of these traumas uh, in the setting of the ongoing conflict and being held hostage, each of these things have different effects on a developing brain. At minimum, developing brains can only tolerate so much, and you can shatter the brain's regulatory system. And once it is shattered, you tend to end up with a variety of psychiatric problems, post-traumatic stress disorder, I think most people are familiar with. In terms of the case that you're talking about, Harvey, I think what you're seeing there is something that actually was studied in the Second World War. What happens to kids in situations like the London Blitz? They shut down, shut down, numbing, dissociating. This is how people survive the unsurvivable. And unfortunately, shut down, floods the brain with cortisol, changes the wiring, and sometimes can result in people with chronic traumatic consequences on their central nervous system. And should we be surprised? Should we be surprised that, that someone who's lost their family, held in a hostage circumstance where their possibility of going on being is constantly in threat while there is overwhelming stimulus coming in? I mean, this is unthinkable that we don't consider this at all times, what it is doing to children. And by the way, this is on the heels of COVID. 
when you told right. kids that they couldn't yeah. be, you know, they couldn't interact with their peers when they needed them most developmentally. And by the way, if you do, you're going to kill your family. I mean, you don't think that has an impact on kids? Of course it does. Yeah. And the other thing that they're having to deal with, obviously, there's all of that, Dr. Drew, but also there's huge media attention, worldwide media attention. Uh, and obviously, there'll be uh, there'll be requests to for them to sit down uh, and talk with reporters. Mm -hmm. um, does that help or hurt? I mean, I guess in some sense, maybe it helps because it makes them talk about what they went through. But is that yeah. or is it better just that they have time to themselves? There's sort of two aspects that I worry about in what you're saying. What is making somebody talk about something? Making somebody talk is not necessarily what they need. What they need is safe environment, tolerable doses of learning to come to terms with what happened over long periods of time and not requiring children to be adult in an adult mm. world where a reporter throws a microphone in their face. That's what we want of an adult. That is not necessarily what a child needs. So um, let's talk more broadly. Um, there were little kids and there were old people and everybody in between. Um, and a lot of these people, most of them knew somebody um, who was either held hostage as well or um, were killed. Uh, during the October 7th massacre. How big a problem is survivor's guilt for everybody um, involved in this, in all of it? It's a real thing. Uh, most people find a way to live with grief. It's not as though the grief goes away. They learn to deal with it. And a productive way that people learn to deal with these sorts of sort of impossible to understand circumstances is to try to make a difference, to try to make meaning of it, and then try to be of service, make a difference, however they understand that, to sort of serve the memory of the person that they have lost. Mm, a difficult, difficult process. I gotta say, I, I, I'm really glad you came on today because I, I, was, I was hoping, you know, we, we weren't gonna get just a, yeah, they'll have therapy and it'll all be no. well. Because no. this could last a lifetime. I mean, yes. this could last a lifetime. I mean, these yes. are the consequences of it. Yeah, look, I, that we know that uh, there's so many ways that uh, there are downstream consequences of these kinds of awful, violent outbursts. That just There just are. Uh, and we, of course, worry about people's physical safety, number one. Of course, that's the most important thing is survival. But when you survive and you've injured the brain body system and don't pay attention to that, that can be a lifelong disability. And it really needs attention. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we hope everyone gets it. And by the way, yeah. one quick question. All of us, you know, this is we live in a time right now when, you know, war was something that a certain group of people did out there. Then. In the mid-20th century, people would go to movie theaters and watch newsreels. Now it is raining down on all yeah. of us in real time with no filter in our hand. Yeah. God knows the impact that's going to have on the population at large. You're right. Wow. Yeah. Excellent point. Drew, we just, uh, we're so grateful Always to have you on. It, Thank you. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. All right. Wow. A lot. Uh, a lot. Kristen Cavallari is spilling some tea. 
about herself and one of her exes. Uh, it's not about Jay Cutler. Not Jeff, well, Jeff Dye not was Jeff um, former boyfriend. Uh-huh. So... Well, I mean, there have been others. But anyway, um, without further ado, here's what she said on her podcast about the hottest hookup she's ever had. Hottest guy you've hooked up with. <laughs> this is so funny. Okay. <laughs> if I were just purely basing it on looks, right? Like, put every guy in a lineup, like, no, nothing to do with, like, chemistry or, like, just the hottest. Tyler Cameron. <laughs> and believe it or not, you guys, I know this is really freaking hard to believe. He's hotter in person. Like, I don't. It's, it's insane. It's insane. It's insane. Wow, that is high praise. If you're Tyler, if you're Tyler Cameron, you're just like, yeah, tell me more. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, Tyler has had some of the hottest women ever. He obviously was with Hannah Brown from The Bachelorette, but he also got with Gigi Hadid when he had nothing, like pennies to his name. So this kind of well, She was a super fan, right? Him. She was a super fan of The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, so Yes. That made sense. But for Kristen to say this, oh my gosh, this is such a dig at Jay Cutler. They were together for so long. They have kids well, together. Well, they also kind of hate each other now. Yeah, so that was not a pleasant no, She would flip. never, even if it were true, she would never say Jay Cutler. <laughs> but they we could listen. Not even like Jay Cutler other. would say Cameron. 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 Like she said, <laughs> just based on looks. I mean, how do you argue? Who's going to argue? How but do like, you but argue But based that? on looks, I mean, think of all the guys she's been with. Jay Cutler, I know you guys okay, are making Charlie. it sound okay, like Okay, don't make it sound like that. Charlie, give but us a... Charlie, no, no. Jenner. Okay, she's who? Stephen Coletti. I mean, there's so many, you well, guys. Brody Jenner. Bro, hold died. on. Brody Jenner is a very good-looking guy. Yeah, Brody. and she didn't pick him. He was just chopped liver. He was an ugly toad compared to Tyler. Oh, she didn't say all that. say that. But I guess... Brody, Brody and Tyler Brody would be a contender. Kind of seem like they're cut out of the same cloth. They, right? they, he would be a contender, but I gotta say, I mean, for 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 Tyler Cameron, I mean, he could like put a sandwich board on and walk down the street saying, "Kristen Calvillari says I'm the hottest guy she's ever been with." And if he was only wearing the sandwich board, that would even I, I really mean more. it. I mean, what an advertisement for uh, Tyler Cameron. I mean, he doesn't need he the doesn't help. He doesn't need the help. But I will say, Devin Rawl, not to shout him out too much, but Devin Rawl here, <laughs> who is married to a woman, he said that he saw um, Tyler Cameron out oh in public gosh. and that oh he God. was so beautiful. So much clarification oh there. Married to a woman. Sure married, married, married to a woman. woman. <laughs> <laughs> we but Devin did say that. We get what you're trying to say. <laughs> I know what you want to say right now. Jack Berger from Warwick, Rhode Island. Listen, the thirst is real when it comes to Tyler Cameron. I can't help but think, yes, what a dig at people like Jay Cutler and Stavon Coletti from back in the day. But you can't help but love Tyler Cameron. He is so charming. And I really can't think of another person from Bachelor Nation, a non-lead, by the way, who has had more mass appeal and success post-Bachelor. That's a really good point. He is a handsome devil, I got to say. Sure is. Okay. I yeah. mean, you know. <laughs> I have a girlfriend at all. <laughs> I'm sorry, excuse me. Uh, we're, we're having gonna, a moment. We're anyway, gonna, we're going to move on. Yes, move on to... Uh, <laughs> this is the next stage of conscious uncoupling. Uh, referring to Gwyneth Paltrow and uh, Chris Martin, of course. Uh, they had their conscious uncoupling, and now she is consciously coupled, I guess, with 
Chris's current girlfriend, Dakota Johnson. You gotta love this. Um, we know that Gwyneth and, and Dakota Johnson get along, but uh, someone online asked her, I guess they wanted some proof. They said, show us a photo of you and Dakota. And this is what Gwyneth posted. Not only are they standing next to each other, smiling, holding hands, I don't know. I know couples what like the this. reason I was. Know, I know couples like this. I, it's I'll, very healthy. I'll give you an example. And, and to me, it's one of the great things that I've encountered. Um, Henry Winkler and Stacy Winkler, his wife, his longtime wife, Stacy was married to a very famous lawyer who was a really good friend of mine, Howard Weitzman. Mm -hmm. She divorced Howard, and then um, Stacy married Henry, and Howard got married to a woman named Margaret. And the two of them, the, the two couples, became so close, and there were stepkids involved, they would go on vacations together, um, and to this day, um, Howard passed, but Margaret is very close to them. Hmm. So I've seen this before, even before the whole conscious uncoupling thing. <laughs> so there it's you go. It's nice. It's very healthy and um, good for them. I haven't seen Chris holding hands with Gwyneth. Oh, God, is this becoming a theme for you? Um, we, <laughs> all right, we are going to take a break. When we come back, uh, Mike Tyson and that fight he got into on the airplane, well, the guy he punched, and remember, that guy did definitely instigate things with Mike, but the guy he punched wants a bundle to make this go away so there's no lawsuit. Talking six figures, and <laughs> wait until you hear Mike's response to his demand. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to TMZ Live. Mike Tyson uh, still has a fight on his hands, a, a legal fight, and I'm really surprised that this whole matter isn't squashed already, but referring to... Oh, that, I know why this hasn't been squashed. Well, na now I know why it's not squashed. I was thinking in my head that, you know, you'll remember last April, April 2022, Mike was uh, boarding a JetBlue flight in, I believe it's in San Francisco. And Didn't get off the ground before this happened. Right. This so dude guy sitting behind him. Was annoying as hell. And just look at this. Mike <laughs> did what Mike, Mike does. does. What Mike does. And I, like I said, I would have thought, we hadn't heard about this, so I just assumed that there had been a settlement reached or something, or there were just, you know, the guy decided not to sue. Uh, apparently, he is still threatening to sue unless he gets Tyson's ransom. Yeah, and it's a, it's a big one, Charles. So uh, the attorney, or Mike Tyson and his attorney, Alex Spiro, have received uh, a pre-litigation demand letter, and Melvin Townsend, drumroll, is asking for $450,000, a $450,000 payout to avoid uh, what will uh, what is seemingly going to be an in inevitable lawsuit here for this attorney. I hope this goes to trial. So do because I. Because I'll tell hmm. you, that's interesting. Mike's going to award this guy anything, Harvey. Well, look, he, even if Mike well, technically. Mike, okay, look, Mike should not have done what he did. Right. At the same time, jury jurors are human beings, and when they see this guy taunting Mike Tyson, mercilessly taunting him, and this is the beginning before the plane gets off the ground, and you're going to be in the air for six hours I hear with what, this dude. I hear what you're saying, Harvey, but I also think that, and I, I, I agree with you. Look. Jurors will see that and agree that the guy was 
certainly annoying him, instigating him. But isn't the logical thing going to be, well, he should have called a flight attendant no, to deal with course. this guy. But and that's why I think Mike's going to, in the end, probably end up paying him something, but probably not $450. Uh, no, but what I'm oh. saying is that, uh, maybe the jury will give him $2,000 for pain and suffering or something like that. But a jury is going to look at this and they're going to say he was the instigator. And especially on airplanes where people get on edge and they know what it's right. like when you have somebody obnoxious around you. They're, they're going to relate to this. Do you think there's a universe in which this guy wanted to get punched by Mike Tyson and he incited him for that reason? I'm just asking uh, the question. Yes, I do believe that universe exists, sir. So, no look, questions? whether that happened here <laughs> or not, um, jurors are human beings. And, and I'm saying they have a lot of latitude in terms of figuring out how much do you award and how much do you not award. If there are medical bills, sure. Mm -hmm. um, if there's a measure of pain and suffering, but that becomes very much subjective. And but does Mike want to take that chance on a jury's? I would. Really? Yeah. I think on this one, I would. You wouldn't want to pay him, I don't know, say $100,000 and walk away. Mm, I mean, that's, look, I mean, it's always a calculation. Yeah. But I got to tell you, this guy is not going to be sympathetic before a jury. This is Marcus Oceanside, California. I got, I got to say, you got to throw this out. Um, somebody's got to be liable for it. Yes, Mike had his actions as a result to a stupid man making stupid choices. But at the end of the day, where's the airline involved in this? They let this belligerent man on a plane. And if he was harassing Mike like this, he had been allowed on the entire plane. They had to hear him all the way throughout the cabin. Somebody should have stepped in before to protect their high-end client. At the end of the day, the airline is just as responsible as Mike for his actions. Somebody, Mike can't, you know, take the bill on his own. They got to throw it out. I think you're right. I think somebody from JetBlue should have come up and at least acknowledge what was going on and saying, hey, dude, stop it. Yeah. But they didn't. Uh, okay, we are going to move on. Yes, uh, to Elon Musk and some choice words for advertisers uh, or former advertisers on X. Uh, you know that this became a big thing after Elon had... Um, posted or liked a post that a lot of people viewed as anti-Semitic. Um, there, there was a call from some of his advertisers. Uh, to They actually fled, uh, including IBM and Disney, um, because they didn't want their logos, their advertising running next, next to, to posts. Something like that. And Elon has said that a company doctored those images of IBM ads and Disney ads running next to anti-Semitic posts. Um, and that was his stance on it. So yesterday he was talking at a New York Times forum uh, that was on, aired on CNBC. This was happening live on CNBC. And this topic came up. Elon has some very, very choice words uh, for Disney, IBM, anybody else who's pulled out. In this, fact, this he named Disney's CEO by name in his rant. This is telling what Elon <laughs> is doing here. We'll get into it. There was all of the criticism. There was advertisers leaving. We talked to Bob Iger today. I hope today. they stop. You hope? Uh, don't advertise. You don't want them to advertise? No. What do you mean? If, if somebody's going to try to blackmail me with advertising, blackmail me with money, go yourself. But go yourself. <laughs> is that clear? I hope it is. Hey, Bob, if you're in the audience. Bob Iger. Bob Iger, too. clearly. So what he's, Does, what, what, he's what, 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 what he's saying is, look, um, you guys are using 
money in advertising dollars, I'm not saying I agree with this, but this right. is what he's saying, to corral me in terms of what I say and do, and that he considers to be blackmail holding money over his head, he's made it clear that it's not going to have an impact even though te- even though X is really suffering financially from where it was when he got it. Yeah. Here's the issue that that I don't know that Elon Musk is addressing, which is like Bob Iger doesn't care what Elon Musk says. He's not trying to blackmail him. Bob Iger answers to people, con- customers and boards of directors who don't like the things that Elon Musk is standing for. Bob Iger, it's not like Bob Iger's like, I don't like that Elon Musk, I want to punish him. Bob Iger's like, I got to run my own business, and my business is best served by pulling my money out out of X, Twitter, whatever. And so Elon Musk is like saying... What he says, you know, the cuss yeah. words towards Bob Iger. Bob Iger's just running a company of his own. He's got to make decisions for his own company. Yeah. No, yeah, that, no that's I, true. I, 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 to your point, Harvey, I think even bigger than controlling what Elon says, Elon thinks that these advertisers are trying to control how he runs the X. Co- the content. And the that content goes that yeah. goes on X. And, and Elon has said, for better or worse, that he wants it to be this bastion of free speech which I guess is him saying, yeah, there's going to be some anti-Semitism on there, but so be it. Well, I, I work for a, um, well, I don't want to get too specific, but one of the things in news is that you do not want advertising to impact content. And I was in local news for a long time, and believe me, there were advertisers, when you did a story that in any way affected them, They would try a lot of them. They would try. So this was a cardinal rule in news that you couldn't let an advertiser dictate the content that you put on. See, they weren't saying, take it down or else we're going to pull. They just left. And that's way different than saying, we're going to blackmail you. Don't run that story. He ran it and they said, we don't like it. We're gone. So that's not blackmail. Never a dull moment when Kanye West shows up to your event, um, as happened last night in Dubai for a <laughs> designer. <laughs> I, was just, I was just thinking, you're right. When he shows up for an event, it's like, brace yourself. Everybody. On the one <laughs> hand, if you're the designer, you're like, oh, great, we're going to get some publicity. And then you go, oh, no, we're going to get some publicity. Because you just don't know what's going to happen. But Kanye showed up. It's like a box of Cracker Jacks. Right. Uh, he and his wife, uh, Bianca, showed up and... I guess this was the best kind of event when Kanye shows up because he didn't say anything that made headlines. <laughs> and it was more about Bianca's fashion and accessories. Is that she carrying a koala? It's a, it's a stuffed, it's stuffed bear. It's stuffed koala, right? It's stuffed, no, it's not a real koala. What do you, I don't, what, listen, would you put it past me? Nah, I guess not. <laughs> well, the thing is, if any other celebrity went to an event holding a stuffed animal, we would be up in arms. But the fact that well, it's we Kanye be up in arms, and Bianca doing this... That it just feels kind of normal. It doesn't feel that off pace that they would do something. It works like this. with her outfit. I hate to say it. It kind of, but are they? Li- I get it. Are, where are they living? Dubai for the last few weeks. You know, it's really interesting. He bought this support. fifty-seven million dollar house in Malibu, and I don't. I think it's not even close to being done. Is he just kind of like leaving this fifty-seven million dollar project? I mean, if I were the contractor, I would be scared. Well, he's already to build there, was this. Lo- there was a lawsuit from someone who was working on the house, who said it was just impossible to deal with him. Wow! Uh, so crazy. Who knows what's going on? <laughs> if, who knows if he's coming back? 
Hey, this is Brock from Texas. So we know Ye didn't bring his wife on a date to build a bear before the party. <laughs> we saw how they got down in Italy. So you know she's not trying to cover her chest in a tight dress. There's a bar for you, Ye. She doesn't have a stuffed animal fetish. You know, this is the first time she's been seen in the public eye with a stuffed animal. So all indications point to her either hiding a potential baby bump or she's signifying that she wants a baby. That's my take on it. Or it works with the hat. I never thought of that. <laughs> well, go back to the side I, again. I'm not, I'm not going to start a rumor. I have no idea. Yeah, I do this thing. No it idea. works with no the idea. hat. No idea. What else do you guys want to talk about? No. Hey, it's, uh, it's their favorite time of the week. Oh, oh. that's right. Tim is here. That's right. With his rejects. What do you got, Tim? Wow. 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 Um, there we go. There we go. Wow. Just a little delayed. It's there. Yeah. Don't get worried. Don't get worried. <laughs> All right. So uh, when you're transporting new cars on a truck, you have to be very confident in the height of the bridge. So check this oh, out. Oh, so this uh, person is driving the truck. Oh. It's not going to work. Like, it's not going to work. Literally, Stop. No space oh my to gosh. spare, but it made it so no cars were harmed. Maybe he did math beforehand, but I mean, I mean, let a little air out of his any, tires. Any closer than wow. that? Wow! I mean, all, all right. right. So, uh, do you guys go ice skating? As a kid, rarely. Would you guys go ice skating on a frozen pond? Yeah, um, I have. With peril, because with, with I know what happens. Right. You know, well, this is actually just very cool visual. So this is in Alaska. This uh, ice skater is Ooh, out there. Oh my god. Uh, Sliding around on the lake, and uh, but it's very clear. You can see the bottom. Tim, I hope something awful isn't about to happen. No, no, it's just a very cool visual. Oh, is this cool? I mean, it is. Just next time you uh, right. want to see a pond, a frozen pond, check it out. Go, and you can see some pretty cool things. So. Well, cool things, yeah. but frozen things. And if you go <laughs> down in that, <laughs> you're it'd in be, trouble. It'll be a problem, right? Yikes. It's not a pond, by the way. <laughs> it is a, it's a lake. It's a lake. It's a lake. It's All right. Lake. Okay. Last one. All right. One. So this is pretty impressive. Uh, next time you guys uh, have two other people, you two and two others, uh, get a hula hoop, get in the line like these. these <laughs> oh, I can guys. do this. I can do uh, this. So uh, check this out here. Uh, are we double dating, Harv? Is that what you're <laughs> suggesting? <laughs> throws the hoop, and all of them are able to jump perfectly, and the hoop goes through. And uh, how did cool. they do that? I mean, I guess it's probably timing. Is this the same guys you showed doing something a couple weeks right, ago? But they did a flip. This time they added another couple people. Are we paying and, these guys? <laughs> no, no, but it's just pretty, pretty Shh, impressive. Don't even suggest I, that. I, I want to see you guys do this uh, next time. So. Never like in a million years. Yeah. I, I don't even. I don't know you start four work. people as if we could do it with two. I couldn't <laughs> do it with one. <laughs> right. That's crazy. Yeah, okay, wow. Timmy. Cool. All right, Timmy, you get some applause on the way out. Yeah. Ah, there we go. Yeah. The Bear star, Jeremy Allen White, although I always think of him as Shameless star, but both big There's, hits. Bear that, is a big hit. It is a big hit. Uh, I just, I just love Shameless. But anyway, Jeremy Allen White has been uh, fueled dating rumors here and there since uh, he and his uh, ex-wife split. Um, sometimes because he's just flat out making out with people <laughs> out on the street, and sometimes walking with flowers like last time we saw him with singer Rosalia. So the question, is he with Rosalia? Rosalia. Because it's kind of weird they're together and he's buying they're, flowers, they're, but they're not. Well, yesterday, this was a different image of them. Uh, again, he's with uh, Rosalia, but they're just hanging out, having a smoke. There was no PDA to speak of. 
Yeah, but I mean, where there's smoke, there's fire here. Oh, we saw, uh, we saw uh, them at the farmer's market together, but it is funny. I feel like we only see him either he's smoking or working out. It's one of the two, which is kind of weird. But, I mean, clearly they're dating because that was, I think, a month ago there at the farmer's market, and obviously he's going I don't know. That, is, that, is that her That's there? her, but that, that was previously, and that could just be a – What? That's a friendly goodbye hug. I think, well, last time he was saying goodbye to a girl, he was making out with her. So, I mean, well, that one, I forget what her name was, but when he was making out, that's different. I will just say, I'm I'm not convinced yet on Rosalia. Really? They could be friends. I haven't seen enough. Hi, my name is Grant Morris from uh, Phoenix. I think uh, there isn't a lot to show for sure whether they're dating or not. Um, They could just be friends. Either Mm -hmm. way, I think uh, it's good for him. You know, he seems like a great guy. I hope everything works out well for him either way. Like the beard, by the way. I think it's good beard. Thank you. Looks I like yours too. Oh thank you. <laughs> I was fishing. Yeah, for he goes fishing there. You got a bite. Okay. Happy. This time for real. What else you guys want to talk about? <laughs> I go by the name of uh of Heinz uh in the UK. Um there is no way on earth you can mistranslate that. And what Omi Scobie has done has basically just put his foot in in his mouth. It's insane that he went for that defense because that's a crazy defense to go for. Yeah, and, um, yeah. It names make, don't it just makes appear. No I mean, sense. It makes no sense. Period. Uh, one more. This is Party live and direct from Planet Earth. Beyonce, she's going ten tones down with the blondes. Have more fun, Marilyn Monroe thing, and I'm here for it. Beyonce's trolling. She's trolling, and she's probably <laughs> like one of the queens of trolling. Did she not just give us a tribute to Africa? So she's not trying to be white or anything like that. And in fact, I'm not going against the beehive. In fact, if I'm B, I'm coming out next time bald and really get him. T- <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I didn't know you were going there, but that's funny. Well, Jeff Bezos and Lauren Sanchez aren't official yet. Um, they have not walked down the aisle, but they're Nobu official. I think she's uh, she's taken the name, or at least on her neck she is. So they're coming uh, out of Nobu last night. Right. Went out to dinner last night with some friends, leaving Nobu, and Photogs, of course, zoomed in on her necklace there. It says, Mrs. B. Gold necklace, Mrs. B. No diamonds, just a simple, small, so my big question, subtle my Mrs. Big question B. My big question is, mm-hmm. who gave her that? Did, did she buy it? Did he give it to her? Did a friend give it to her? I've been thinking about this. I don't this. think she bought it. I, just a guess here that either he bought it or a friend that could be from a friend, something that a girlfriend gave her. Can I ask you a question? How much does like birthdays and Valentine's Day and Christmas cost? Do you know how much money I know, he has she's and not soon be, they will have? She's not going to be able to stand. She's going to have so much jewelry on in two years. I worry about her. They're Mr. T I and now Mrs. B. I worry a lot B. about her. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow.